exciting episode of Cracking One Open. I'm Mike. I'm Elise, and apparently I didn't realize I was part of NPR now. Welcome to this ASMR session on beer. No! <laughs> oh, dear lord. I hope the microphone picked up that swallow. <laughs> Today, I think it did. We're going to excite and arouse you with our newest beer. Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to crack one open. Today we're going to be drinking some beer. There's going to be no ASMR. Uh, uh, there might be some burps. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. there's always some burps. I just usually cut them out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys get to miss out on some of the nice AS- ASMR. You'll hear the beers <laughs> cracking open and the beers pouring in and that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. And some glasses clinking poorly because we can never really clink them well. No, there have been a, a few really good ones. And honestly, I've kind of like wanted to like stash them away for like future use. But I don't know. Just lie about the clinks. I know. It, it, that's the thing Here's is it feels like a lie. <laughs> it's better when it's off the cusp. Yeah. So I don't read from notes. <laughs> anyway, what are we drinking today? Well, this week we are cracking open something a little bit different. Um, it's called Maku from a company named Sewell, and it is a Korean rice beer. Um, so Look at sh- you going, Miss International. A little bit, a little bit. So I honestly never would have like found this and probably not have picked it out for myself, um, except for shout out to, I believe his name was Joe at the Total Wine in West Hartford who was like super excited about this because it's, I don't know if it's new to the chain or just new generally in Connecticut, but he had tried one of the varieties of this and like really enjoyed it. And when we were talking about, you know, things that I want to do for the podcast, he was like this, I think this would be really cool. And I was like, well, yeah, (laughs) let's go. So shout out to you. Thank you for the, the recommendation again. So now apparently Sewell means Korean alcohol. It's just a general term that encompasses everything from whiskey to beer and from sake to cider. But the origins of the word run deep in relation to fermented rice alcohols, such as makuli, which is what we're drinking today, and chengju. Um, So to break it down, the word sul comes from two characters, meaning su, which is water, and bul, which is fire. When Korean ancestors were brewing with rice, water, and naruk, they couldn't help but notice that it would bubble as the yeast produced carbon dioxide. Not knowing much about chemistry at the time, they described it as firewater or subul. Don't Native Americans also call booze firewater? I don't know. I think they do. Really? Is that where it comes from, from the fermentation process and it looks like it's boiling? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. So at this point, we've got Subul. They believed that they had unlocked the mystery of fire from the water. Over time, the word Subul evolved into the word used today, which is just Sul. But as I mentioned, even though modern Korean uses it to describe all alcohol, the true origin of the word sprouts from the rice alcohol, which is uh, similar to how sake is synonymous with Japanese rice alcohols. Question. Yes. Sul is just Korean alcohol or just Korean Any, for alcohol? It's Korean for, for alcohol, I believe. Okay. That, okay. I was it, a little confused about that. Okay. 
I mean, because whiskey is not a Korean alcohol. So right, but you would still call and, that a, it's a it's a Seoul. Yeah. Dry. Okay. That that's what the website that I was reading okay. <laughs> made it seem like. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so let's get a little bit more specific. Maku is Maguli, which is the oldest alcoholic beverage in Korea, dating back to the 10th century. Made from rice, naruk, which is a traditional fermentation starter, and water. It has a smooth body and subtly tart taste profile, which comes from the lactic acid bacteria. It's typically a touch sweet with an average ABB of about 6%. Now, naruk, that traditional Korean fermentation starter, is a spontaneously fermented grain cake, like from rice or wheat. Uh, that consists of various microorganisms and yeasts. And Naruk's microorganisms provide enzymes that break down the rice's starches into sugar, and then the yeasts convert that sugar into alcohol. Sometimes referred to as a wild culture, the composition of a Naruk and its resulting microorganisms vary depending on the region where the Naruk is made. Naruk lends an earthy, sometimes funky flavor to Korean alcohol like Makuli. Nuruk is fundamental to the taste, and as a result, Maguli tastes different from region to region, just like how a particular region's climate, soils, and terrain affect the taste of wine. Yeah. Uh, so the name Maguli, Maguli I, I really hope I'm pronouncing this right, because look how it's spelled. <laughs> Maggioli. That sounds very Italian. <laughs> Did you go through Google pronunciation? It Yes, the, the Google pronunciation sounded pretty fake. So I found a like Korean, like, let's learn how to say it on YouTube. Okay. And it sounded like Macaulay. Okay. So then you're good. Yeah. You're trying. I'm trying. Um, so, so the name Macaulay, Macaulay, <laughs> whatever, <sighs> literally means roughly filtered, which it is. It has an opaque white appearance due to the delicate rice sediment that remains in the drink. The sediment greatly enhances the flavor, body, and aroma of the drink, so you're supposed to stir or shake it before consuming. But it's carbonated. Mm-hmm. Why would I shake it? I guess a light shake, like, you know how we just, like, turn a beer bottle? Okay. Stick? Okay. That's what I kind of get. It just, it does say shake gently on the, on the box. So just a little history of the brand. Carol Pak is the founder and CEO, and she writes, quote, On a trip to Korea in 2017, I rediscovered Makuli, the traditional Korean alcohol made with rice. I learned that Makuli was Korea's oldest alcoholic beverage and that there were hundreds of different Makuli breweries. With just three ingredients, I was fascinated that it could taste so delicious and diverse, and I was disappointed by the options that I found back home in the United States. I visited a Makuli bar that pureed different kinds of fruits into all-natural homemade Makuli. Makuli. And, <laughs> and that gave me the idea for our first brand, Maku. At the time, I was working in the alcohol industry, and as a Korean-American, I realized how much I wanted to launch a company focused on Korean alcohol beverages, a.k.a. Seoul. Soku is our second project, a ready-to-drink cocktail with a soju base. Light, bubbly, and made only with all-natural ingredients, Soku ties together three things I love. Soju, sparkling water, and real fruit. Whether on its own or with food or shared with the ones you love, I hope you enjoy our soul as much as I do. Kanpai, which means 
cheers, or empty the glass. In both Korean and Japanese, apparently. Apparently. So this is an American company. It's an American company. From what I read on the website, apparently, so back in 2017 is when they founded the company. It was actually a Kickstarter. And then in 2018, they started brewing very like in a very small facility, it seemed like. And they actually ended up having to shut down and she moved the operations over to Korea and it's imported now from a Korean brewery. So the Korean brewery is like gypsy brewing, brewing this beer for them. Basically. Interesting. I guess that would be a appropriate way to put it. Okay. Okay. And it was a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. But like, how do you promise everyone's going to get your booze when there are so many different rules about Oh, I'm sure shipping beer and stuff. Yeah, there was probably some kind of restriction about like what age you could be to receive the like promotions or gifts or whatever. But then there's also like who can receive it because until like the pandemic, a lot of states weren't doing like shipping alcohol kind of stuff. Listen, man, I just saw that there was a Kickstarter. There were no details on it. I'm just curious about how that would have worked. Yeah, that that does seem like a a don't kickstart unless you're from these states because if you're not from these states. Uh, we you, can't ship anything you're have to you. A bad time. <laughs> yeah. Or we're going to have to ship right. it like to the next state and you're going to have to drive. <laughs> and pick it up. Yeah. yeah. You'll get a sticker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So it's made and it a is, big hug. <laughs> it is made in Korea, but it's now, made now for America. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. That is what I gathered. And we're drinking the beer thing, right? Not the the soju. soju. Okay. Yeah. Although I am curious about soju. Yes. I did not see that as an option, but I also feel like it probably would have been in a different section of the liquor store. Yeah. Next time we go to liquor store, maybe we can, if we like this, we can go look for some soju. Yeah. And so what we're drinking today is the original flavor, but there is also mango, blueberry, and passion fruit varieties as well. And did those, are those puree fruits like what she experienced in Korea? I don't think they're pureed, but they are like fresh fruit, all natural. Yeah, not like not. Adi- hey, this they're, has no. They're very like they're adamant about like no additives. Um, this is gluten free and it's vegan friendly. So like the hops aren't really the things that make anything any anything. Yeah, no. Does this even have hops? Mm, I don't think it does. So this no. Is beer this, hops. Is, this is literally it's the three ingredients. It's the rice, the water, and the naruk, which is the like the fermenting agent. Right. Well, I'm calling it yeast, but. but then it, yeah. So this version also includes all natural fruit and cane sugar. Those are like the only, those are the five ingredients. That's it in this drink, the maku. But like in essence, this is a true rice beer. Yeah. Not like, yes, there was rice, but it was still a lager that used to use all the regular ingredients, just included rice. Yeah. This is like, this is rice and water. Basically active ingredients like yeast and sugar to make it alcoholic Mm -hmm. because you need that sugar to feed the yeast. Otherwise, the yeast ain't going to ain't going to live and breed and make it alcohol. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. But we're having so we have fruit in ours. No, this is the original flavor. So there's there's no they're just saying fruits in some of their there are varieties that. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. cool, 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 cool. So uh, I guess I'm grabbing the beer now. huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I guess, yeah, it says shake gently before opening right around the top here. Mm, in Korean. Whee! 
Yeah, this is not like something we want to shake violently. No. Just kind of turning it around a few times. Rolling it. Unfiltered. Shake. Enjoy. Contains natural sediments. Go on, shake it up. Oh, they're really about shaking it, though. Gentle shakes. Gentle All right. shakes. All right. That's it. That's I'm scared to do more. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Ooh-wee. Well, it's not that carbonated because those shakes didn't really do anything. Oh, that is quite a milky white. Oh, that Ew. is. I don't know how I feel about this visually. I mean, I could tell you a few ah! things it looks like. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like carbonated almond milk. That's what it looks like visually to me. Sure. Uh, we're 21 and up, right? I mean, but you get, you get the picture of what this looks like. Yeah. This is. Well, some... I would be very concerned if that was carbonated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Smells really interesting, though. Yeah, it's it almost smells like sake more than beer. Yep, it smells like a bit of a wine. It does a little bit of a milky kind of smell as well, mm-hmm. like a sweet milk. But I think that's just because I can I am seeing it before I smell it. If I don't, no, it's still it's I, hard to I take get that a little. Am I wrong that it's a little bit fruity, even though it does not have any fruit? Like maybe that's the funky part from the Naruk. I think it's just kind of got a funk to it, like a, like you said, like a wine or an alcoholic beverage almost. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't wait. Let's do this. Kanpai. Kanpai. Ooh. This is so weird. That is very weird, but it reminds me so much of sake. Yeah. I don't know where to, I guess that's the thing. It's like the, what's it called? There's the clear sake and the cloudy sake. Or yeah. The, the uh, It's not called cream n- sake. N- Nagori. Nagori and I think Nagori is the creamy sake. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. We usually have the other one at home. Mm-hmm. I think the gory you got to keep in the fridge and the Nagori is the one that usually serve hot. Yeah, I think you're right. It does remind me a lot of Nagori. I think that's because it's rice. It must be. Sake yeah, is it a rice sense. wine. So this is what rice kind of tastes like when it's fermented. It's fantastic. It's so interesting. It's bubbly. Unlike sake, it doesn't have like a huge bite to it. Yeah, that's true. It is very smooth. And it's got, it does, it has like, um, I hate to say it, it, like a slightly, it's like a thicker, almost gritty, like very fine, gritty mouthfeel. Uh, it's definitely got a little it, bit of a thicker mouthfeel, but. Um, the texture reminds me of almond milk. Aside from carbonation. It does have like a, not a grit, but a film. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Yeah. A filmy taste, but it doesn't linger. It's not like the film is on your mouth Mm -mm. after you swallow. No, no, no. It's not like. But it's in there. And I think that's, again, that's the rice. It's the It's not like after you had a bowl of fruity pebbles or anything. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good, that's a good description. (laughs) But yeah, it's the unfiltered rice. It's it's that rice water floating around there Mm -hmm. in a good way. It's so good. It's so interesting. It's so weird. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't like it. And I'm I'm warming up to it, but it is very strange. But I this is exactly what I expected. Like Oh, this is not what I expected at all. I don't know why I still expected it to be a little bit more like rice lager. But instead I'm getting not something Not when I saw the picture that I saw online. See, I only saw the cans. I yeah. saw the cans when you brought them home, which the cans are gorgeous. Uh, we'll oh, they're those. very sleek. But uh 
I love this. I was not <laughs> expecting to have something like completely. I mean, it is really close to Nagori, but other than that, like it's such something like so completely different from anything I've ever had before. Yeah. And I was not expecting having that today. Like that is not something I thought I would be experiencing. I feel like your brother and Katie would love this. Oh, absolutely. I'm Snapchatting them right now. It's just, it's sweet, but it's not sweet, you know? I mean, very accurately, a touch sweet. That's literally yeah, what they said on the website. Yeah, a little bit. And even though it's creamy, it's not heavy. No, not at all. What's weird is it's probably one of the creamiest beers. I was going to put beers in quote, but I feel like that's like insulting. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> even though it's not like most other beers. Uh, it's one of the creamiest beers I've ever had. And yet it's still incredibly light. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean light for a creamy beer. I mean light for any kind of beer. Mm -hmm. Like I feel no heft coming from this. No. I almost feel like this didn't get cold enough in the fridge, but I did put it in a few hours ago. Yeah, I feel like that could be because of the uh, the can label. Yeah, is I didn't, it, like I didn't realize that it was it's thicker. Like yeah. the, but I think it's cold enough. Yeah, I don't know that this is something that I would be able to like drink outside like at a party, but I could drink this during the summer for sure. I could drink it outside during a party, I think. But yeah, I'd need like a water or something afterward. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many of these I could drink during a party outside. Inside, I could drink like a, a thousand of these. Yeah, definitely. What's <laughs> interesting is on the, you can see the film on the glass after you finish it. Mm -hmm. You can see all the specks of the, uh, the rice. It's not like sediment like we see in other beers. Because there's some sediment on the bottom, but most of the sediment is just in the beer. It's just part of the beer. Yeah, there's no sediment that holds on the bottom of my glass. It all is mixed in with this delicious beer. Yeah. I'd be really interested to see how muddled fruit affects this beer. Yes. Cause it's I so want to try milky. the passion fruit one. Yeah, it's so milky. Like I feel like it would be like when you have blueberries and milk mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I'd be really interested. What are the fruity flavors that they have? I believe it was mango, passion fruit, and blueberry. Yeah, blueberry is where I would go. I would I would dig that blueberry a whole lot. <laughs> I'm trying to find like a comparison in flavor other than like sake, but I think the sake really is the not. only one to really go for. Yeah. Like I wish I was more well-versed in Korean alcohol. Mm. <laughs> I feel like we might be able to make a more accurate comparison there, but. I feel like for the layman. Yeah. I feel like Nagori sake is the closest thing. If you ever had the white sake, if you go to a sushi restaurant. Mm -hmm. I guess sake in general, but you're missing that rice creaminess. That's in an agori, which really affects the flavor as well. Mm -hmm. But imagine that with a little bit of carbonation and maybe a touch more sweet or maybe just, just a, a touch less alcohol burn. Because it says no burn, like sake all. has a little bit of burn. Sake, yeah, sake has a little bit of burn. This does not. This is just absolutely like this is so good. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that. We tried this. I'm really glad that you found this. I'm really glad that Joe from uh, West Hartford Wines Total Wine, Total Wine <laughs> was able to uh, steer you in this direction because this yeah. is really interesting. It's really good. I Yeah, I very highly doubt that I ever would have. Well, A, it was like on the bottom shelf and 
be like this isn't something that I would normally gravitate towards. It was a very it's a very like plain, unassuming box that it comes in. Mm. And also you ain't Miss International. <laughs> yeah, this is something that you would have been like, oh, if you but again, like it was very like tucked away. Bottom shelf. Yep. I probably if they had it listed by country and I was like, ooh, Korea. I don't have then, anything yeah, from Korea. Because you always look out. at the international shelves. I go, what country have I still not tried yet? Mm-hmm. And I go, yes, that's one. Yeah. This is so interesting and so different. So the can is really cool too. It's a it they all come in the 12 ounce normal, like short boys. And uh it's a full wraparound pasted label, very professionally done. It in its white, like pearlescent ivory white which is really pretty mm-hmm. and i wouldn't say it's pearlescent i feel not like pearlescent it's, but it's like an ivory white yeah clean very clean. clean not too shiny but not matte on the center it just says maku in really nice rounded writing plain not bold font on the very top with little silver shiny accent mark above the a and then that same kind of accent mark extended Right next to the Maku. So it's like a little slant. And that's what you see mostly is like this this uh, forward slant going down. And it's uh, actually it's silver that turns into gold, which is really nice. Now that I look at it, I thought it was all silver. It's actually silver that goes into bronze, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. And the writing is all black, silver, and bronze on the can. So that makes sense. So every, all the rest of the font is very small in the can to keep it minimalized. Let you see all that white. On the left hand of the slant, you see born in New York City, brewed in Korea. Then on the bottom of that left hand side, there's some rice growing, like a little tiny symbol, like a quarter of a thumbnail or fingernail. And it says original underneath that with Korean writing below that. And then premium, mm, what did you pronounce it? Majolia? Magagoli? Macole. 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 <laughs> I had the hold on. I had the pronunciation up here. Macaulay, yeah. Macaulay. I think I think essentially the G is silent. Okay. English people making it harder than it needs to be. <laughs> oh, can you just? We're gonna phonetically write this out. Let's put a G in there for no reason. An E O. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it all is based on cuneiform, and we could have just made our own English pronunciation however we wanted, but we're gonna keep it complicated, even in different languages. Oh, English. 12 fluid ounces, 355 millimeters, millimeters, milliliters, 6% alcohol by volume. So this is surprisingly strong in alcohol, considering it does not feel like it's strong in alcohol. No, not at all. It doesn't feel like 6%. And that's, like I said, the the average is like between 6 and 9%. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Also, I'm pretty sure that there are many Koreans... Um, that are genetically predisposed to be have adverse effects to alcohol as well. Hmm. They I did get, not know that. They get flush and they get heart palpitations and stuff like that. Oh, damn. I don't know how much of the population, but I know it's a, it is a genetic trait in Korea. I just don't know how much of the population is affected by it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm surprised that they would make like a, a, a common beer that says easy drinking this high. I would expect something around, like if you're drinking this, you would guess something I would guess. 4.5, 4, yeah. maybe 5. Yep. Yeah, 6 is pretty strong. Then on the right side of the slant, you've got Magoli. Korean rice beer below that. Magoli is in the bronze font. 
And then on the top of the can, on the very left side, you have shake gently before opening with the cuneiform. And then down the side on that left side, it said, if you're imagining a traditional beer, think again. <laughs> Maku is a fresh take on Magoli, Korea's oldest alcoholic drink, and in our opinion, the most delicious. I would tend to agree. <laughs> Pop a cold one to experience a soft fizz with a hint of sweetness and an addictive tart finish. I don't know if I agree with that tart finish. I wouldn't. Uh, there is a, a, I don't know. I don't disagree, but it's so slight. Yeah, it's like there's tart maybe because it's alcohol in general. Like there has to be a tartness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you put a little too much vanilla extract in something that you're cooking and then you <laughs> before you bake it, you have like it's a the, very interesting. No, that's the only thing I can think of is like vanilla extract in like a, when you're making your mixture and we eat it off the off the whisk or off yeah. the, the spoon as we're mixing it. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of taste, ooh, there's something in there that's like. Like vanilla extract, only a little bit of alcohol can bring. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's tart. Then you get these little logos of the can being shaken. Unfiltered, shake, enjoy. Contains natural sediments. Go on, shake it up. And on the right hand of the can, you've got your normal stuff. You do have the uh, calorie counts and stuff, which is interesting. You don't see very often. No. Amount and serving, daily value. So the amount serving, it doesn't tell you what to, uh, nutrition facts on the left hand side. Serving size is one can, because obviously who's going to drink half a can? You can't. Yeah. <clears throat> it's 170 calories, no fat, no sodium, which I'm a little surprised got no sodium. Total carbohydrates, 13 grams, which is comes from all from the sugars. All from the rice, yeah. Uh, and the protein is 1.5 grams, which I imagine would be the sugars or the rice as well. Distributed and imported by Park Street Imports, Miami, Florida, product of Korea. I am also very surprised that the importer is Miami. Oh, Considering yeah. it comes from Korea. Brooklyn. Well, it, it's, yeah. And it's it, from New York. But even that it goes to Miami, so it must get flown over. Yeah. I would imagine it would get boated over and come to California first. Mm -hmm. And from California, come back. So it's interesting that it's Miami. You got a recycle logo, just like a generic one. Drink Maku. Drink M-A-K-K-U. Is their Instagram. They only have an Instagram, but it's on the can. Ooh, and their ingredients that. is rice, water, cane sugar, rice, nuruk, nuruk, live cultures. So yes, that's old rice must have that yeast, carbon dioxide, and then more yeast, gluten-free. This is awesome. I'm really <laughs> glad you found this. This is really interesting. It is absolutely not what I expected. Uh, you know, before we recorded this, I had a shipyard pumpkin ale. Yeah. And you were like, be careful. You don't have anything too strong because well, I think the you pumpkin were, might you were kill it. Trying to decide between Rosemary's Baby and Shipyard. And I don't obviously think, Rosemary's Baby is very spiced. I think I would still taste this pretty much the same. I This has a pretty decent taste. Yeah. At the same time, also. I just didn't know how. Yeah. I, I wasn't I mean, sure about the taste. I knew the, the aesthetic of it. <laughs> I don't want to be a basic bitch. Yeah. But a pumpkin maku mm. would be phenomenal. Pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yep. It's true. You could probably, what's interesting is unlike a lot of beers where like, okay, you want to make a blueberry beer more blueberry, you can add blueberries to it. Mm -hmm. You could make your own maku based on, like you said, like they do already in some of the Korean bars. The person who made this, like she went to some of those Korean bars. Where they were just pureeing the They were the just fruit. pureeing yeah. the fruit and pouring the maku over it. You could make a pumpkin spice, but just having those ingredients and pouring the maku over it. Yeah. Like with this plain one that we're having. We could make 
whatever flavor we want. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the base for its own cocktails. Interesting. I know. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. Try <laughs> the wheels are maca. turning in your head. I want to make a pumpkin maca. I'm going to figure out how to do that. I oh, have I, a lot I know, of the- I know exactly how to make it. We would take the pumpkin puree from a can, add pumpkin pie spice. I was say, I have the pumpkin pie spice. I have yeah. all those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is phenomenal. I hope we have that in the liquor store near here, not just the one near your uh, job. Mm. Because this is- My other job. My third job. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, and you're done. Well, I'm about two sips away from being done. <laughs> I was letting that linger. I would have been done so long ago. It doesn't really change that much as you go down, like slightly down in temperature. Oh, our no, apart- not our at apartment's all. pretty cool right now. Yeah, but I think it definitely warmed up from being cold. Yes. Pretty quick. Cause like you said, it didn't get super cold. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, no temperature change. It was pretty much the same the whole time. Mm-hmm. This was. A thoroughly enjoyable, dare I say, incredible experience. Like I, I'm so excited. I loved that. <laughs> I, that was so interesting. That was so interesting and so unique. I love it. That's that's almost certainly going to make one of my top five this year. Oh, I would be shocked if it didn't. Yeah, almost certainly. Like that is <laughs> that is what this podcast is about: is finding these new, exciting beers that we never tried before. Mm-hmm. And this is certainly. Oh, in the realm of uniqueness. Yeah, this is God, way up so there. so unique. Way up there. And unique, like sometimes people try to go unique and it's like, woof. I mean, yeah, it's unique, buddy, but <laughs> no. Yeah, you went you went too far. Yeah. This is so different and still so good. I just, this is really, really awesome. I love it. Awesome. I'm glad. This is so interesting. I, I can't promise that this is going to make my top five, but I am very glad that we tried it and I can't wait to experiment, like you said, with it. Like, I think that would be really fun. That would be really fun. I'm, I'm really excited to start making like, not full cocktails because most of the work's done for you, but like mm-hmm. different flavor variations of my yeah. own. Like I'm, I would almost, I would want to really buy pumped. one of the flavor variations of it just to see like the consistency of it and see like how thin we would need to make the puree to mix into it potentially. But if we were to get like a four pack and just like pour them all into like one big container and like add the puree and then serve it to like right away at a party. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that all you got? That's all I got. It's awesome. All right. So um, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen or shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you yes we do what else you got to plug you can buy my audiobooks i'm on audible.com michael butler listen to the samples find out if it's me or not i got a bunch of books a lot of them are in the horror genre um but i do have a couple that are like uh switch our freaking gangsters where i do a bunch of british accents Uh, i've got um the murder of kelly christopher which is like a mystery novel and uh, check all those out. All my other horror books, I've said a million times in the show. Go back to any of the other episodes listen to the end. You'll hear them. 
check them out, give them a listen, buy them. If you have a free credit, you can use that free credit. I don't get paid unless you get those books. So uh, go ahead and get those books. Uh, and then I've got other podcasts I do. I got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast we do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, but the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We discover what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. We're currently in our 14th season. We've got a ton, got a ton, a ton of episodes going. Uh, so go ahead and check that show out. It's part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, just like we are. So go to ForgottenEntertainment.com to check out all the great podcasts we have there. All right. And then uh, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Kanpai. Kanpai. Hello, my name is Andrew Morgan. My name is Shane Beauregard. And my name is Chris Frodell. And together we form like Voltron to make a brand new entertainment and pop culture podcast called Recent Activity. Every Wednesday, we will bring you deep dive reviews of the hottest titles from around the film and TV world, previews of the next big things to add to your watch list, or do fun things like top five lists, movie drafts, or anniversary celebrations of your favorite classic films. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Starting May the 11th.